Hi, this is Steve Roost, and you're listening to Health Tech Hour on UK Health Radio. Each week, we give you the best news, views, and interviews from the health technology world. From CEOs and founders to entrepreneurs and clinicians, the companies and people that are shaping the future face of healthcare. All on the world's number one talk health radio. Hello and welcome to this week's Health Tech Hour with me, Steve Roost. Um, Each week we bring you the best news, views and interviews with the CEOs, leaders, clinicians and founders who are changing the face of healthcare in the UK and beyond. I am a healthcare founder and CEO myself of a company called PogTok. We're changing the way that people will do blood tests by enabling smartphones to do it. And I'm passionate about the people and companies who are changing the world. Um, And today's guest is no exception, but we'll come to that. We'll come to that in a moment. So first of all, I want to say thanks to our show partner, Zero Zilch Zip. ZeroZilchZip.co.uk is the UK's leading online curated uh, non-alcoholic drinks retailer. Bit of a mouthful, but it's a great it's a great company. Um, as people know, listening know, I've just recently been on my own non-alcohol journey, alcohol-free journey for a few months. And ZeroZilchZip is the company that I wish I'd found when I had started my journey because they curate a wide range of beers, ciders, wines, and spirits. So if you're looking to make a change, looking to take a little bit more care over what you're drinking, I can recommend zerozilchzip.co.uk. Just before, later on in the show, we're going to do the drink of the week uh, review, which this week is a non-alcoholic gin. So, you know, look out for that. Um, And also thanks to everyone who's listening live on UK Health Radio. Uh, And thank you if you are watching us on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple, Google or um, Amazon podcasts. So today's show is a totally new area for the show, which is bras and um, support for women's posture as far as their bra is concerned. So women have been massively deserved by existing bra technology, which has led to severe detriment to their health, both mental and physical. And our guest today is Mary Fensker, the CEO and founder of Posture Wings, who is on a mission to improve women's health um, through her innovative bra, which is called the Posture Wing. Um, so why does this why does this matter? Well, 80% of women, according to research studies, are in the wrong bra size, and 51% of women um, suffer severe breast tissue pain, with even more suffering pain in the neck and back due to ill-fitting bras. Obviously, that has that has the potential or is actually having a huge knock-on effect um, to both the mental and physical health of women. Like, for example, who wants to exercise if they're in severe pain? So again, we love having new stuff on the show. I think what Mary's doing is a really innovative um, and patented approach to to kind of improving wider health through um, bra technology. And so, Mary, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about this very important topic. And I know um, it seems odd uh, for some men, but, you know, it's just breast tissue. So, 
Yeah, like, and look, let, let's look, talk about a couple of weeks ago, we had um, Tess Cossad from a company called Bear Fertility on, who was explaining all about, you know, the delivery of sperm into the uterus in a more effective way. So like, we've got absolutely no problems in talking about all of these different things. So, um, so Mary, first of all, what was your, so the, the show we generally do in three parts, which we talked about, which is sort of like an origins part, then there's a middle bit of all of the amazing stuff you're doing to change the world. And then there's sort of what the future holds. And so like, how would you, because I know you've got a great story, sort of a, you know, an origin story to the company, but how did you get involved in this area and what sort of inspired you to move into this, into this mission? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah thanks. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting journey. So I started because of my own pain and it had nothing to do with bras. That was not my focus at all. So um, in 2006, I was just in constant pain. And one morning I woke up and I lost the use of my arms. Um, wow. So I began physical therapy and they diagnosed uh, both my pain and lack of mobility was a direct result of compression on my neck due to my poor posture. And at the end of my therapy sessions, uh, they would tape me up in an effort to improve my posture. Um, but the tape just pulled my skin. So I asked my therapist, where can I, you know, go get a brace or something that would help me? And she said, oh, there wasn't one. So I'm like, oh, I'm the only one with this problem. She goes, no, everyone has this problem. Well, my okay. background is in analytics. So um, being an analyst, I went and I looked at everything that was on the market and to try to find, you know, what was the problem that was missing and what was currently out there uh, was all elastic and Velcro in its design. And none of those um, braces did the two things that need to happen, which was to hold your thoracic spine and hold your shoulders back while allowing for full freedom of movement. And so, you know, that was my focus um, was to patent a solution, you know, and being an analyst, I started to look at, you know, what was this problem that I was trying to solve? Yeah. And basically what it was, was a muscular skeletal disorders. So let's take okay. a second and talk about how big muscular skeletal disorders are. Uh, they're bigger than heart disease and all cancers combined. So then I also started to learn about, um, you know, the breast anatomy and that breast tissue was um, held on only by ligaments and skin. And yeah. so our muscular skeletal system um, does not naturally support our breast tissue. And it's really important uh, because the female anatomy is changing. Hormones have been introduced into our food supply chain mm -hmm. and it's increased uh, breast tissue. Okay. I so, didn't know that. That's, that's it, what's happened. So there's been a sort of an average increase in breast tissue over the years. Yes. Okay. So to say, um, you know, women can go back to the natural state. Um, is is really not true. I mean, it, it, it's got to the point the way our frames and our breast tissue is because of, like I said, hormones for 70 years mm. have been in our food supply chain and the chickens and the cows. Mm. Um, so it's been in our milk, our cheese, all that. Um, 
it, you just can't go back and, and yeah. the statistics prove it as well. Mm. Um, and so what, um, like what, what, what's the, you mentioned the bra industry, like what, what, because oh, obviously, I mean, obviously the problems that you were having when you went and did your research, lots of other women were having similar problems, not necessarily with the same, I don't know, not necessarily the same exact same way, but broadly speaking within the same family of problems, which then means presumably women have been having these problems like for a really long time, probably. And so why has it not, why has the bra industry not necessarily why well, what why has there why is there this mismatch between the problems that women are suffering and what is otherwise currently available or was currently available or you know hopefully you can see where i'm sort of getting at yes absolutely uh, great minds think alike <laughs> excellent questions because <laughs> as i was you know i mean i had these three you know i had 6 hours of driving every week going back and forth to portland and so right. you know those time to ponder and i thought how how do we get here and why are we still here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, um, it's not like it's it's not like women have never it's not like suddenly they just grew breasts like it, they've been around for a while, you know, and like the bra textile industry has been around for a while. So where's what, what's the mismatch here? So, um, again, going back to my analytics. So I started. Um, so I went back. I mean, I ended up going way back into corsetry and understanding the marketing around it. I mean, right. one of the biggest things, there's two big things that keep us here. And uh, just to really make it simple, and then I kind of go back and, and, and explain how we got here. But the two things that keep us here is marketing and keeping science very narrow. Okay. And those are the two things that keep us stuck. Okay. 100%. And so, um, but, so here's what happened is, you know, so for hundreds of years, women wore corsets and corsets changed throughout fashion. Fashion and, you know, corsetry have always gone hand in hand. So Mm -hmm. it was considered basically that the female natural state was not attractive. Okay. And so even you go back into the, I don't know about the 1500s, but easily looking at the advertising from the 1700s is the natural state of women are thick waisted and twisted and unattractive. And so you wanted to be this straight, um, you know, skinny waist. And then what happened is displacing all of our um, organs and everything made us create a gut, right? right? And so then they decided the gut was unseemly. So then they created the bustle in the back to twist us. I mean, it's just, it's, um, you know, I, I'll use the term medieval, but it was even after that. So, so we're wearing corsets forever, but then a lot of things happen at the turn of the century. Uh, we, um, the big thing was we went into world war one and for the United States, the UK, um, they banned corset manufacturing because they needed all the steel for the war effort. And they retooled the machines from stays to bayonets and those types of things. So there was nothing going back. The most technical textile at the time was elastic. Okay. So women were now taking the elastic and binding their breasts in the United States. And it was called the boy bando form. Okay. Um, So they just, they just sort of, that was a grassroots type thing because there was a lack of corsets suddenly and they needed something to do. So they sort of 
did that or was it a fully marketed manufactured sort of product? Um, from what I can tell, there's just limited. I've not been able to find an actual ad, but I've just right. seen it in, 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 in books that they talked about this boy band okay. form. Okay. And um, so, I mean, the, the big impact uh, for the United States, um, and there were similar ones going, you know, there was another bra that became Warner's, uh, which was a different one. But the big one really was um, Ida Rosenthal was a famous dressmaker in New York called mm-hmm. Enid Frox. And someone yep. came in and they had altered their bandeau and she wanted her dresses, women to look more shapely. And so she took the boy bandeau form, she snipped it, she put in two cups and she gave it to her dear husband, William, to finish designing it because William okay. was an artist. Okay. And so he put on a satin strap and a little rosette. He made it pretty. Now, here's the problem. William had no understanding of the female anatomy nor the physics of dynamic breast tissue. Right. And every single aspect and component of the bra that he created has a negative impact on the female anatomy. Right. And the reason why he put the iron hook in the back was because when you had a corset and you were more aristocratic, your, um, your corsetry uh, some you had somebody lace you up yeah so that's why the eye and hook went in the back and here we are you know 102 years later with that right uh, so that wasn't that hook. wasn't even that wasn't that's a great point so he put it in the back because the corset was done up from the back well you were more aristocratic right. i mean if you were if you were a milk made your corset was in the front because you had you know your corset was smaller you know corsets said you know if you were aristocratic or if you were working person i mean there was so much involved with fashion and and station in life and and you know all these different things uh went into it so um yeah so so the, um, so the, the kind of original bra the proto bra so to speak was effectively designed by a man with no relation to women's physical bodies and the, the, the you know, requirements or details of that. Yeah, there was no consideration of the female function. Right. Right. OK. And then what happened? Um, so uh, she was a brilliant marketer and, right. and it became the maiden form. Right. And so she quit her dress business and she went full on into creating bras. And um, you had women's suffrage. You had the invention of the x-ray machine because women broke all their ribs. I mean, it, I mean, oh, wow. what, the, because of the corsets, or, the corsetry. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even know how we survived as a species. When you look at how the corset displaced all of our internal organs. And that's why women used to always faint because they oh, couldn't. Because the blood ex- flow. No, well, they couldn't expand their lungs. They couldn't breathe. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. And so, like, but at what point, if at all, does anyone start to kind of say, well, hold up a second, this maiden bra, this original bra, maybe this isn't quite working out well given the, you know, women's function and functionality and what they do like does that conversation start to come out ever or is it just sort of marketing takes over and then no well it came it came out in 1970s with lisa lindell and the jog bra 
Right. Okay. But Lisa also had no understanding of the female anatomy nor the physics of dynamic breast tissue. So when you use strong overall compression on your ribs, um, Mm -hmm. you're also impeding respiration because your diaphragm can expand and you can use severe circumference compression, but breast tissue still goes up and down because you see women running in the park and their breasts are still going up and down. It, it, it does minimize the movement a bit, but it does not stop it. Um, Yeah. Okay. So look, we're going to take a short commercial break now, but we work up to two minutes. And then I want to dive into the second thing that you mentioned, which is how bras stayed this way, which has not been good for women because of narrow science. And I know that there's, you know, there's some ins and outs to that because we talked about it in our pre-show calls. So um, I think that that's going to be really interesting. And that will then lead on to how you develop posture wings and how posture wings is different. So we will be back in two minutes with Mary Fenska, the CEO and founder of Posture Wings. The station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good. Hello and welcome back to this week's Health Tech Hour with me, Steve Roost. And this week, our guest is Mary Fenska, CEO and founder of Posture Wings. So before the break, Mary had given us an amazing summary of how the bra, as we understand it to be today, the traditional form of the bra, how that had developed, uh, I would say, outside of or not bearing any relation to women's actual functional needs on a day to day basis. Um, and one of the things you mentioned was that the reason why that's always been the way and there's been this mismatch partly was due to the marketing, um, but partly due to narrow science. And I just wonder, could you kind of elaborate on that a bit? Right. So, um, you know, the bra industry always has used this basic technology of the circumference band, the two cups, the two straps, um, you know, as the template, right? And so they just keep this template. Um, and I, as I mentioned right before the break, um, when Lisa Lindahl, she was just using strong circumference compression. She was trying to minimize the movement because what women know is if your breasts are a bit sensitive, and I want to talk a little bit about how our breasts are impacted too, because I think that's really important. So hormones really affect uh, the breast tissue and, and our breasts go through a lot through the female life. We have puberty, we have menstruation, we have pregnancy, we have nursing, we have menopause. Um, 
uh, a quarter of us get cancer. Mm -hmm. So there's just all these impacts and, and hormones tend to make our tissue become more sensitive. And when our tissue is sensitive, um, it's, it's sensitive, so it can hurt easily. And so when it moves, it, it can exasperate the pain. Yeah. So, so obviously, uh, with the running, you know, if, if you're, going to get your period and you want to run, you're, you're concerned because your breast tissue is more likely to hurt right. um, when you're running. And this mm-hmm. affects even small, you know, everyone, um, well, not everyone, I, I don't want to say that, but I mean, so many people think that this is just really only a problem for big breasted women, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. The sensitivity impacts small breasted women just as much. Right. Um, now, not to say that you know, having big, heavy tissue doesn't affect neck and shoulder and back more to some women, but, but the tissue pain and in, in and of itself is an equal opportunity pain. You know, it's, it's, it's not limited to the bigger breasted women. Yeah. Um, So, I, I mean, um, Lisa had the great goal of, of using the circumference compression and, and it made sense to try to minimize that movement to again, reduce the pain. But when you're using sh- such strong circumference compression, um, you're impeding the ability for diaphragm expansion. And yet right. it has like a knock on impact. Well, yeah. And then you call it a jog bra is kind of silly because you're really not helping women be able to run or Mm -hmm. um, be at their highest potential when you're impeding respiration. Right. And like, has there been like a lack of scientific research in this space or has like the bra industry just tried to avoid, you know, innovation or scientific research for certain reasons? I don't know. Is that, it sort of seems like, you know, there are people, women with, problems in in this space and there hasn't necessarily been too much of a solution for them so is and you mentioned the narrow kind of approach to the science was there just a lack of a lack of interest or a lack of funds or what was it so the world um yeah there's a couple of things going on first of all um the medical world cares primarily when it comes to breast tissue they look at cancer and Mm -hmm. cellular level type of issues. And there is some science around lactation. Okay. Um, But when it comes to breast tissue support, it, that's not exciting or dicey. They haven't, they haven't seen, you know, what I have discovered Mm -hmm. is that to support our breast tissue has massive implications. And so, yeah. so it's, it's left for the only industry that really cares about selling their product, which is the bra industry, right? Right. And so there's this whole, you know, it's going to be like a $90 billion industry. The bra mm-hmm. industry is gigantic. And so yeah. they care about it, but they only focus on movement. Okay. So they just were locked into this look of okay. two straps 
And so we're either, you know, the two cups, you know, we're either the lingerie bra or we're the sports bra. Right. And, and so they stay really focused on movement. So they've never really done a lot of biomechanics or respiration. And so that's what I started doing. So I, I started my very first study with Dr. Tensor at the University of Washington was a pilot study based on biomechanics. And um, sadly, the lab moved and we lost the respiration uh, right. data, but I know she was on her WeFit and it had huge implications. So <clears throat> I've been trying to build on that science and you know, the industry goes to one particular university. And again, they're very focused on movement. And, and that, that, they're focused on movement because they believe movement's the most important thing, or is it like that's the only thing that you can focus on within their frame of reference, which is lingerie bra, sports bra? Yes. I, I mean, they, they look at textiles. They look at textile comfort. It's, okay. you know, it, there is comfort. And there's this, listen, there's a reason why women, you know, they, they say 80% of women are in the wrong size fit. Yeah. Well, you know, there are weird sizes for jeans. I mean, just the other day I went to go buy jeans and they've switched all the sizing again. Okay. And, but I know when I put on a pair of jeans, if it's comfortable and if it fits me, yeah. I know that shoes, different shoe brands have different sizes. Sometimes I'm a seven, sometimes I'm a seven and a half. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm a medium weight, you know, whatever. Yeah. Women can understand by putting on different jeans, what fits. Yeah. We can put on different shoes and, and listen the high heels. This is the thing. Women will go through so much pain to attract a mate. And, okay. and in our boob centered culture, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's that look. You know, we have been barraged for hundreds of years that you, you know, the Victoria's Secret marketing machine worked and they didn't even market to women. They marketed to men. Right. So, um, so why is it when it comes to the bra that women absolutely can't get the fit? But like, as I said, to, to that point though, you know, when you said like when women put on a pair of jeans, they know if it fits or not. When you put on a pair of shoes, you know if it fits or not. Is it when you put on a bra, you don't know if it fits or not? Like, is that is that you, you don't really know or you kind of know or you might think it's OK. But then actually, when you start wearing it, it's not really OK. Here's the thing. Um, and I'll ask you, if you could imagine, Steve, that every morning you got up and you had to put on a garment that digged into your ribs. Yeah, and so I'd probably find that uncomfortable. Right. And probably. so the, the thing that I learned early on was the word proprioception. Pro, pro, proprioception. Proprioception. And okay, so we, that's a new one on have, me. So we have the ability for smell, hearing, sight, taste, but we also have the sensation temperature we know when it's hot Mm -hmm. and cold and we also have the sensation of proprioception which is the body's own awareness of itself so when we get a pebble in our shoe our nervous system sends a signal and says you have a pebble in your shoe 
Then yeah. you take a couple more steps and you have to make a decision. Yeah. Can I walk with this pebble in my shoe or do I have to stop and take this pebble out? Yeah. And so when you put a bra on, um, you know, there's just so many nervous nerve endings within your ribs. Mm. And so I think what's happening is um, a lot of women just put on something looser because if they make it fit, it, it hurts. Cause there's, yeah. it all depends where it's going to land on, you know, on that women, you know, it, and so my approach again, I had no bra industry experience. And so my whole focus on the body was leveraging off of our muscular skeletal system to support that, which was not naturally supported. Yeah. So that was my entire approach, which is completely revolutionary. And the so, bra industry does not do that. And so like, what is, how would you describe how your bra works compared to, you know, standard bra a, so to speak, like how, what is the differences? I know you've mentioned biomechanics, you've mentioned the respiration, um, you've mentioned the leveraging of the musculoskeletal system, but like, how does it differ? And what has the reaction been from people that have worn it, women that have worn it? Well, uh, the reaction has been, you know, massive, uh, because of the experience of it, it, you know, our bras do not have to be the way that they are they can be much more comfortable. There are key elements that I discovered within the embodiment that make it feel not only much more comfortable and much more healthful, um, but also way more supportive. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, so women are naturally front loaded. And okay. women have a much more fragile neck and shoulder anatomy than men. Okay. Let's go back to, you know, the number one problem of absenteeism is muscular skeletal pain and disorders and injuries. The thing that puts the human being in optimal posture is something called neutral head position. Mm-hmm. And um, because if your head is back too far or too far, it puts pressure on your spine. Um, and so what happens, the root cause of upper torso muscular skeletal system is this. And this is the interesting thing, because let me tell you this as well with the brace industry, the posture mm -hmm. brace industry. No posture brace other than posture wings has ever been proven to affect and reverse kyphosis because they don't build correct muscles. What's kyphosis? What's, what's kyphosis? Uh, kyphosis is when you have forward head syndrome and, you know, you get oh, the okay. curvature in the okay. in your thoracic spine. So what happens with poor posture or an injury or an illness is, you know, you're, you're in a bad, not neutral head position. So your muscles strain. When your muscles strain, then they weaken. And once mm -hmm. your muscles weaken, then your skeleton collapses. Yeah. And once your skeleton collapses, it creates all kinds of inflammation with your joint and your spine. It affects your respiration, your digestion, your circulation, your nervous system. 
basically everything, you know, posture is everything, right? And so everything goes haywire. So the key then is to put that skeleton where it needs to be. And here's the important part, allow for full freedom of movement. Once you move the skeleton back where it needs to be, and allow for full freedom of movement, those weakened muscles will automatically start to build back up to hold your skeleton Mm. back where it needs to be and reverse the muscular skeletal disorder. And you cannot take a pill for it and you cannot just rely on an app. It takes a garment. Yeah. And so like, how has your garment, how does Posture Wings, without giving away any of the secret sauce, obviously, but as a comparison to sort of the bra industry, the standard bra versus posture wings, how is posture wings able to do those things that you just mentioned and the standard bra is not able to do that? Like as a kind of comparison. Right. It does it by uh, thoracic spine and shoulder positioning. Okay. It's the ability to put that skeleton to achieve neutral head position. And like, and current bras don't do that because it's just two straps and a, you know, rib circumference. Is that why? Uh, yes, and 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 the reality is that design actually exasperates because remember the term proprioception. Right. So everything about our current bra is a negative cue to the body. That's why it's so uncomfortable, and women cannot wait to take their bra off because. Mm. It's the, it's the equivalent of forcing us to have a pebble in our shoe. But there's also the proprioception and the uncomfort, the lack of comfort, but it, 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 like it causes major health issues, mental, but also physical, right? Beyond being uncomfortable, right? Like it, 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 it can cause all kinds of different things. I think that, that we, we spoke about that before in our pre-show call. Right. So, um, some interesting things happened um, for me. So for, I was very focused on the muscular skeletal disorder and, and that huge problem and really just looking at the bra to help improve the posture. An interesting thing happened also, um, even though I was never going for it, um, I also through, you know, my prototyping um, reduced breast tissue movement markedly. Okay. And so by a, by so a kind that, of a happy coincidence sort of thing, almost. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what was the question again? Now I Yeah, forgot. I was just saying, it was good. I was saying like how, um, um, do you know, how, actually, do you know what? I've forgotten my own question <laughs> at that point. You've made me forget my own question for the first time ever. No, I think it was around how um, the, the happy coincidence around the movement of breast tissue and how your design um, enabled it you, by, by kind of sort of more by luck than judgment. In addition to all the other benefits, your product reduced breast movement, basically. Right. And, and also um, the market increase of comfort and the increase of respiration. Right. So, so all those things. Oh, I know what it was. It was about uh, health issues. So yes, um, now, now it just came back to me. So I realized, so I was really focused on the musculoskeletal disorder issue, but then in 2019, they came out with studies saying that women, the decision for women to exercise was impacted um, by their bra. 
because the breast tissue pain was so much. So then I went back and I looked at, well, okay, if women are not moving because of their breast tissue pain, what are the illnesses that women suffer more from than men? And is exercise a big component of that? And the, and it was resounding, yes, we suffer way more anxiety, depression, thyroid conditions, where 80% of all autoimmune um, illnesses. And so, you know, I just went, wow, having our bras and being stuck in these two basic designs is really affecting women's overall health. And we are not the optimal beings we can because we have this breast tissue support and lack of healthy breast tissue support is gigantic way beyond, you know, as far as affecting our health on so many more levels than I ever even anticipated. Yeah. I mean, who wants to exercise if you're in pain, right? And if you don't exercise, then your risk of all kinds of other issues is, is massively increased. Right. Well, it's when, well, and here's the thing. So you might not be in pain so much if you're not moving, but if you go try to move, that exasperates your pain. Yeah, of course. It's the tissue movement. Yeah. And so. that's like a negative, that's a negative cycle, right? It's like, if you're worried that by running or exercising, you will be in pain, then you're less likely to go and do that. Exactly. Yeah. And so that has staggering implications. Mm. So let's get into that after our final break. So we'll take two minutes and then we'll come back to the final part of today's Health Tech Hour with Mary Fenska, CEO and founder of Posture Wings. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things, make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zero zilch zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good. Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's Health Tech Hour with me, Steve Roost, and my guest this week, Mary Fenska, CEO of Posture Wings. Um, CEO and founder of Posture Wings. So we keep kind of circling around this issue, which is that, you know, that there's there's been a long-standing problem or multiple problems with the way that bras are designed. And those have much wider implications on women's health, you know, less exercise, more risk of developing cardiovascular disease and so on, or autoimmune disorders, mental health problems and so on. Is it that the current bra industry doesn't care or is it that is there is there something else going on here? And like I know that you mentioned before that there's one academic institution that all the bra industry goes to, you know, so they are using an academic industry. But like, why is this not 
within the bra industry, why is this not sort of, or maybe it is front page news, or why is this not the biggest problem they're trying to solve, given the wider implications on health? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't know that it's, that it's not that they don't care. I think that they don't care, but it's, it's similar to the brace industry, right? Like the brace industry cares about musculoskeletal disorders, but they don't, but none of their braces have ever been proven effective. There's right. just this gap, right? So I'm an analyst. Yeah. I see trends. I see gaps. It's mm-hmm. um, not only am I trained in it, I'm just innately analytical. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and, and, and I question this about, you know, really looking at the muscular skeletal stuff. It's like these braces, I mean, none of them have been clinically proven effective. Only kinesiology tape. That's why they taped me and it worked via proprioception. Right. That is how, that is why when you go to your physical therapy, they don't typically give you a brace. Um, and, you know, re- remember that whole thing with the lumbar where, you know, you go into your hardware store and they would all be wearing, you know, lumbar braces, braces. and they got yeah. rid of them because they actually realized there was more atrophy in those muscles when people were wearing braces all the time. So now they're right? supposed to, yeah. So, so now they're only supposed to put the brace on when they're actually going to lift. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Because when they were wearing it all their times then their muscles weakened, right? Because how posture wings works is building, you know, putting the skeleton where it needs to be and building those correct muscles. So Mm. it's not just the bra industry that hasn't figured this out. It's also the medical and the bracing industry. Right. So it's not like no one's trying to be malicious. It's just like, there's just never been any research done in this area. So no one's really known anything about it. And so it's sort of like a, by, yeah, it's just one of those sort of unturned, unturned stones until. Right. It's just this gap in knowledge from, you know, when it comes to medical bracing, it just is, you know, they take this approach of elastic and Velcro. Here's a really sad example of the lack of, you know, it just seems like I wish they would, go to more technical garments and, and, and it's this mirror, the marriage that needs to occur Mm -hmm. is, is efficient is what I did. So I went out and I met with numerous universities. So I, I I met with the university of Washington and I, I worked with, you know, biomechanics and, and fortunately he was mechanical engineers. And I went to Washington state university and I dealt with, um, and I worked with Dr. Um, Anita Vasvada, who's a leading expert on neutral head position and the difference of the male and female neck anatomy. Um, And then I went to NC State College of Textiles and they created an entire class based on, um, you know, evolving posture wings to add fashion to my function. And so I I did all those things. And I just, you know, just as this (laughs) crazed woman (laughs) determined (laughs) On a mission, Mary, on a mission. Exactly. Just determined to fill this gap between medical know-how and technical garment um, construction and technical textile use. Mm -hmm. And so to achieve what, again, has to happen is 
to improve the muscular skeletal system, you have to use the muscular skeletal system. And it's just this weird, I, you know, and I question all the time. I'm like, I don't have a background in any of this. Why was this for me to kind of figure it out? Because I'm an analyst. (laughs) But what about what, 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 um, what academic research is being done at this institution that the bra industry uses for all of their research? Uh, Bounce. Bounce okay. and comfort. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so it keeps the discussion very narrow. And and so um so this just this gap remains and and um and the departments in this particular institution are very limited. And I actually reached out to them and said, you know, you could partner with this other institution that I've been working with and then you know, yeah. you would have all the correct departments that you would need to grow this industry. And the person who is in charge did, was not interested in doing that. Politely um, declined. Yes. Exactly. Or maybe not so politely. I don't know. But declined no, it was very polite. It was very okay. polite. And, and okay. I understand, you know, I mean, again, if you're bringing millions of dollars into your and you've got a good gig, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But the problem is it's impacting women kind. Yeah. So, and also, like, I'd kind of argue, like, what's the downside in looking into it? Right. Like, I mean, what's you're a researcher, you know, you're an academic researcher, sort of like go look at some research. I mean, what you're doing doesn't harm the bra industry in any way necessarily. Right. I mean, they might view you as a competitor and potentially a threat. And I, I don't know how they view you, but like, it's not, you're not trying to put anyone out of business, right? No, I mean, it's, like, and <laughs> it's, it's everything, you know, it's the disruption that must occur. Uh, yeah. You know, you look at, um, you know, Airbnb, right. They just thought, you know, it was originally blow up an air mattress and, and put it in your living room and make some extra cash. And, you know, yeah. and then, they never thought they would disrupt the hotel motel industry and Uber, you know, never thought that they would take the taxi business out of, um, you know, out of business. And so it's these disruptions and, um, you know, the female anatomy just needs additional support. We have this unsupported breast tissue um, and it's, it's just this lack, it's just this weird hole in, yeah. in knowledge between medical and and here here's the deal (laughs) and it doesn't matter if they have you know uh, and i'll uh, you know a big brand okay let's just say a big sports brand i won't use yeah we don't need to mention don't mention i don't want any i don't want any lawsuits (laughs) so if you take any really large um sports brand they they probably have some of the best biomechanics lab at their resource yeah but it doesn't you know every time i um took my my pattern and i took it to a new pattern maker they wanted to move attachment points and different things and i'm like no no no, that loses the function they're like well nobody's doing that you have to, it has to look right. the same as it's always looked. So is it like, and almost I mean, like in English, we have this, I don't know if you see the TV show, but there was a very French catchphrase, which is like, just computer says no, like, just no, like we can't do what you're saying. Like it just doesn't, like does not compute. Like it cannot look that way kind of thing. Was it like almost like a dogma? It, it is. Um, 
you know, people have come up in the industry and they've been trained and they've been, they have these certain mantras, but to, to finish, you know, my whole anomaly and this broken down innovation yeah. paradigm that we live in. So it doesn't matter, even if they have the best biomechanics lab and then the, the lab tells the pattern makers to change something. And even if the pattern makers didn't change it, they actually did what the biomechanics person told them to do. Then it's got to go into marketing. And then right. marketing's got to go, well, I've got to sell this. And chances are the marketing doesn't understand the basis of why these changes are so important and how it's impacting things. Yeah. And so it's the messaging and it's not complicated. Listen, to say that a thin elastic strap in the back will never effectively support bouncing tissue in the front. It's just right. impossible. It's, yeah. it's, it just can't. And, and yeah. yet. Well, it just can't do it as effectively or even close to being as effectively as something else. Right. Well, it's, it's, just it's, not just, effective. it's not, there's, there's not how you have this thin elastic strap and these two straps and it's actually cueing the body, right? It's proprioception. So everything you put on a bra and it's, it's digging into your ribs and then you put these two cups on and then you have these two straps that when you are big breasted, they, you would not believe the injuries, the bra strap injuries that I have seen. Right. I've seen open gaping wounds, oh, wow. people who cannot leave their house. It's affecting, you know, their, their nerves, their circulatory system going out, you know, to their arms. Um, well, look, I mean, so, that's why you're, that's why you develop posture wings. And so how, um, how, how, if anyone wants to find out more about posture wings or use it, be involved in it, or how, how do people, how would you like people listening women one assumes uh, but not necessarily you know men can have a look too but how would you like them to what would you like to, to happen or what what's next for posturings well i'd love for people to go um online and and pre-order and like you said i mean um my flagship product is for women um but when the class at nc state uh they created a men's version it was an athletic mesh um and we did a usability study we were concerned that you know the guys would go this is the man's ear or the bro but they didn't feel like that at all they just felt like it was kind of a short t-shirt but and and it was coincidental or maybe it wasn't coincidental that most of the young men that signed up for the usability study uh was interested in signing up because they'd had a broken collarbone or they'd kind okay. of had an issue and so and they had to wear this horrific apparatus oh so to, when i broke you know, when i broke my collarbone it was horrendous i had to wear this sort of like cross spider thing it was awful it was so bad it was so uncomfortable it was terrible and that is a hundred percent what i am talking about this gaping hole between the bracing industry and the medical industry and sports apparel and technical textile garment you know, whole yeah. that exists. Well, I'm pleased that and you're, it doesn't you're... have to be. Here's one thing. Here's just one glaring example too. Um, and and this is totally a side note, but but this is just a, a really a example that um, came to my heart. So they did this study on uh, children and scoliosis, and they were wondering um, if you 
put braces on children as they're growing, would that affect their scoliosis, right? That just seems so common sense to help, you know, straighten their spine as they're growing, right? But a study had never been done. Mm -hmm. So they do a study, but halfway through the study, they have to stop because the results are so staggering that it would be unethical to continue and not allow these other children to straighten their spine. Yeah. Wow. Uh, So that's very rare that they actually have to, because it just would have been unethical because the preliminary stuff was just hundred percent. So definitive. But here was the biggest problem of the children were mental effects of being bullied. There were two big effects. The first one and the biggest problem was the mental effect of the kids being bullied by having to wear a brace. And Mm -hmm. the second one was skin abrasion. Well, the reality is you can create, you don't have to have a big piece of apparatus for those kids to have to wear to help support. You can do streamlined, you know, pieces of plastic and do things and then build it out. But that, but they don't do that. It's just a black and white thing in our universe of medical is elastic and Velcro or these big casting or that goofy Mm. thing that you had to wear. Yeah. Sports apparel. Well, look, Mary, we've come to the end of the show. So um, it was great to have you on. Thank you for your energy and for your insights in this area. And, you know, I think it's really super interesting. And what you guys are doing at Posture Wings is, is fantastic. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Good. Before we finish, I've got one minute where I'm going to do my drinks review of the week for the non-alcoholic gin that I mentioned earlier for our sponsor, Zero Zip Zip. So the non-alcoholic gin was called the Bowser Leaf Gin, and it was very full of rosemary flavors and juniper flavors. Brilliant on a summer's day. Go check it out on zerozipzip.co.uk. But thank you for everyone for listening. And we'll see you again next week with another great guest. So thank you very much. I've been dreaming Friendly faces I've got so much time to kill Just in